Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of Muslim Birth World. Today we introduce a special guest all the way from the USA and I'd like to introduce you to Samantha, a sister in Islam and also a birth worker. So I'll pass you over to Samantha for her to introduce herself, inshallah. Hi, walaikum salam. Uh, my name is Samantha. Um, yes, I live in New York. Um, new to Islam, new to birth work, but I'm just here to introduce myself and share my story on uh, this podcast. Uh, very happy to be here. Um, so yeah, so I guess I'll just share a little bit about my story. And you know, if uh, anything comes up, we can just go from there. So so I reverted to Islam. Uh, well, it was kind of a process. I, it was something that was on my mind for um, a few months, really, uh, which doesn't seem like a long time. But I don't know, for me, I feel like I learned so much and met so many people that helped me along the way. So it just kind of, I don't know, it just really felt fast but slow at the same time I don't know how to explain it but um, I officially reverted I said my shahada on um, April 1st of last month so right before Ramadan literally a day before uh, Ramadan which was so cool because uh, I got to go into Ramadan just like you know I hit the ground running so to speak um, but yeah so I guess I'll start with what led me to Islam uh, it's kind of an interesting story, I guess, um, especially for someone like me, you know, I'm, you know, uh, I live in New York and, you know, my family is not Muslim there. I grew up Catholic. First of all, I guess I'll start with that. Um, my family is Catholic. They are from um, Italy. So like I was born and raised here. So was my mother and father, but my grandparents uh, came from Italy. So yeah, so they are Roman Catholic, uh, definitely not Muslim. Uh, but what happened uh, with me is that I started working at my job uh, like two years ago. And at my job, there are a lot of uh, Muslim uh, people there. They, they've worked there for a long time. And I work with a lot of them. And slowly, I mean, I guess like every other American, um, I did have a bias towards the religion because in America, they teach you very specifically about Islam. They don't really tell you anything else other than you know, they're terrorists or, you know, be careful of them because whatever, you know what I mean? So, so whatever. I never hated the religion or thought poorly of anyone who practiced it. I just didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. So as I worked with these people much more often, um, my bias uh, slowly melted away and it was never a strong one to begin with, but it just melted away altogether because I realized that these people were just so respectful to me, so nice to me. Um, you know, like they treated me with much more respect than any of the like other Americans at my job, especially the men, like the Muslim men were always so respectful of me. They always treated me very nicely and never made me feel uncomfortable ever. So I actually really enjoyed to uh, work with them when I had to, you know, mm -hmm. so um so yeah, so and then also at the time I was in a relationship uh, with some, with somebody and we were living together and he was actually a veteran, well he is a veteran uh, from the Iraq war oh and uh, 
uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he would used to tell me a lot about his time in the Middle East. He, I mean, despite the war going on and everything like that, he really enjoyed his time there and was really interested in, you know, the Islamic culture and Middle Eastern culture. And um, it was just something he really liked. He, well, he was not Muslim or anything, but he really enjoyed uh, the culture there. He was in like Bahrain and Afghanistan and Jordan uh, and stuff like that. And he used to tell me a lot of stories from over there. And uh, I just always had a lot of questions. Like I was always very interested in the culture, the Islamic laws and the local people and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, so all, with all that being said, uh, I was interested in, in this kind of thing, but I didn't like tell anyone. It wasn't something that I was like really passionate about yet. So since starting at my job, uh, where, like I said, there are quite a few Muslims there from all different kinds of countries, like uh, countries in Africa, Pakistan, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so different cultures, different, you know, walks of life. Uh, but I was really embarrassed to ask them anything at first because I don't know, like I didn't even know what to say to them, you know what I mean? But I was very interested in what they were doing because on the job, I would watch them engage in prayer. And the prayer really fascinated me because I just thought it was so humbling to watch them. And I've never seen anyone pray like that before. You know, I never had a lot of experience with uh Muslims at all you know so I just thought it was really beautiful and when I would hear them recite the prayers too I just thought it was very beautiful and I just thought it was amazing how they kept themselves so clean you know like like I said I had no idea about anything about Islam so I didn't know about Udu I didn't know about anything so I would that's I think what my first question was like you know why are you washing yourself like that <laughs> you know like, yeah yeah because uh, I just thought it was so interesting and especially with prayer like and like I said coming from a Catholic background we don't like you know my family never did that it's like you know it's just not a thing so yeah so the prayer and how they would clean themselves I just thought was fascinating so I just wanted to know more about it and also too, a little bit more about myself, another like, you know, more reasons why I was so interested in religion in particular was just from a very young age, uh, I was always immersed in like spirituality and trying to figure out the truth about why we're here in this world and who God is and everything. And I always felt a very close connection to Allah, even though I didn't understand who Allah really was, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I always felt just a close connection to like, I don't know, I guess you could say the unseen forces in this world. And I'm just so glad Allah guided me to him. Alhamdulillah. And uh, so eventually I was brave enough to ask my coworkers more questions about Islam. And I would ask them things like, you know, can anybody be a Muslim? Like, can white people be Muslim? And like, why do Muslims do this? And why did, what do they think of this? And all that. And um, I was just so blessed. I still am so blessed that Allah guided me to uh, fellow Muslims who were so kind and understanding of my own ignorance at the time. And uh, yes, and uh, they presented the dean so well, and they never made me feel disrespected or bad or anything like that. So uh, it was fun, like, you know, to talk to them about it. And like I said, you know, um, Although like there aren't any Muslim women at my job, unfortunately, uh, I mean, except for me now, I guess, um, the, 
the one thing I really enjoyed about this was that the Muslim men in my job, like I said, they always treated me with much more respect than other men in my own country ever had, you know? So talking to them, I never felt like I was um, being like objectified or like as if they were looking at me in a way that like, I don't know, like just in a disrespectful way that, you know, they never made me feel dirty or anything like that. So I, you know, I just felt comfortable enough to ask them questions to begin with, which I really, uh, I really like. So at this point, um, you know, of, you know, a couple months go by and I had this very good perception of Islam and, and Muslims at this point, And I was secretly researching all the time about Islam, like not telling anyone. And I was actually still with <clears throat> excuse me, I was actually still with my previous uh, partners, uh, boyfriend, whatever you'd like to call him, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time. And I wasn't telling him about it because I didn't know what he would think, obviously. And, you know, he's a veteran from the war over there and everything. So <clears throat> I didn't know what he would say. So I just wanted to know more about the religion. And I was still talking to all these other um you know, people and just researching and watching videos. And yeah, I just felt like Allah was really guiding me to this faith and I could really feel that. So I was just accepting it. You know, I, I wasn't afraid or anything. And it was exactly what he knew that I needed and was desperately searching for, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so for a couple months, like I said, I studied and researched the religion. I ordered my first Quran and mm -hmm. I started reading it. And uh, it was a very like uh, this, like, so I still have it. It's so cute. It's like this <laughs> soft cover um, English copy of it. It's, it's very, I, it's just like special to me because it was my first one. And I used to keep it like hidden away, like up top on this really high shelf. So nobody will be able to see it. Uh, and yeah, I still have it. <laughs> it's so uh it's so funny now to look at it but uh I even started covering my hair uh before I even fully decided to embrace Islam just because that was also a big thing about the religion that I really really loved was the concept of modesty and you know like just I don't know to me I know some women definitely disagree a lot of this is a very hot topic and a lot of women say that it's oppressive and this, this and that and whatnot. But um, I started to cover my hair even before I embraced the religion fully. Like I wouldn't do it at work because I don't know, I wasn't ready to come out to all my coworkers yet. But um, when I would go grocery shopping or if I would have to go somewhere like that, I would cover my hair completely. I would dress more modestly. And um, Allah made that very easy for me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I just you know, I don't know, it was just very easy for me to do that. It wasn't hard. And, you know, I, I watched so many videos about uh, other sisters on YouTube, for example, about like, they're afraid to wear the hijab, or they're afraid to dress more modestly. And I thought that maybe I would feel the same way. But, you know, even before I accepted the religion completely, I asked Allah to make it easy for me. And he really did, like, he was making it so easy for me. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't not do it you know what I mean so it was the um, same it was the same for me Samantha when I reverted I had exactly the same experience the only people I couldn't feel comfortable being covered around were my mom my dad and my sisters mm -hmm, but I, mm -hmm. I actually started covering my hair and mm -hmm. I'd always covered my hair or wore a hat because I have a lot of hair mm -hmm. but my auntie who is Roman Catholic mm 
because mm. she married my uncle who's a Roman Catholic um mm. she spotted it and mm. she was in my house one day and she said have you converted mm-hmm. my mom <laughs> my mom turned around and looked at me and, and I said yeah and um she said to my mom who is her sister and did you know this and my mom said oh, I've known for I've known for ages <laughs> I'd never actually told her but apparently she'd known for ages oh my so God. I then had to go upstairs to my dad's study and tell him and he was like well why am I always the last person to know things around here <laughs> we have a family of four girls and I'm the oldest of four girls we've got no brothers mm-hmm. so you know that feeling of like I don't know if you know but when you've got like lots of girls in the house the dad always feels so left out yes. like you know he's the last one to know when someone gets a boyfriend or starts a certain thing in her life you know it's like why am I the yes. last one it was so funny <laughs> but I completely relate to you I felt so comfy it just that was not the hardest thing for me at all so I really yeah. a lot of what you're saying is, is actually um it's, it's, it resonates a lot with me I've actually been crying quietly because it's so beautiful to hear but I don't want to interrupt you please continue it's just beautiful oh, thank you thank you so much um yes yes I was so excited to cover my hair I uh I just I don't know that was like the biggest thing for me I was so excited and plus you know I'm the kind of person who like I'm not afraid to like tell people what I am like I'm a little shy you know to get to know people but like when people ask me or like if they see me like wearing you know the scarf the headscarf the hijab um you know I'm not afraid like you know my job especially um I'll quickly just give an idea of what I do yeah I'm I'm basically like a uh I'll put it this way I'm basically like you know when like an airline stewardess you know I don't work on an airline but I work for a company where I'm like a server for like you know in that kind of a way right okay uh where i'm dealing with a lot of i just don't want to go into detail because you know i don't want people i know to you know whatever come after me or something like that so, <laughs> yeah whatever. that's fine It'll yeah you know what i mean fine. so yeah. sure. uh or my family or something because they still don't know that <laughs> i've reverted okay so, okay it's you know, still very so, fresh for you it's just like a few months yes. it's like a month or you know just over a month ago right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, but basically, uh, yeah, basically like an airline stewardess, I'll put oh, it that way. Okay. So I, um, I serve like a lot of people every day, you know, like usually like, you know, it's like very busy at my job and stuff like that. So I'm in front of people all day long. And you know, everybody's like their eyes are on me all day, you know, pretty right, much. Right. right. So, uh, so yeah, so and I've already been working at this job for, you know, two years. So all of a sudden I show up to work yes, and I'm covering yes. myself and you yes. know, I look very different. Yes. And nobody said anything. None of my like my regular customers ever said anything to me. Uh, as a yes, yeah, so, as a matter of fact, I feel like they've been nicer to me, actually. I feel like people are much sweeter to me and nicer to me and they oh. treat me better, to be honest with you, uh, which I'm very surprised um but I'm just you know like I said Allah made it very easy for me and I'm so blessed honestly it's just it's so it's so amazing I I love it so much it makes me so happy and um but yeah I I love to cover myself I know a lot of women nowadays they they don't feel that way but to me my whole life you know um I've always felt like in America especially like women I mean all over the world this is the case but especially in America like women are mostly judged on what they look like and you know how much you're showing or what your body looks like and all that you know like it's a very big thing over here especially and uh in our culture with all this like the music scene and yeah all this stuff you know so fashion uh, clothing 
Yes, yes, exactly. And I, that just never resonated with me, you know, like I never wanted to show myself off in that way. I was not raised that way to begin with, but um, like, so I never really did. But, you know, like I just never resonated with that whole idea. And I always felt embarrassed of myself because I said, you know, there must be something wrong with me that, you know, I don't fit in with everybody else. Like, I don't want to be walking around like that. I don't want to behave in that way. Uh, But then, you know, like I said, you know, Allah made it very easy for me. He brought me to Islam and I realized like, um, you know, this is how I want, this is how I've wanted to dress my whole life. Like, I remember actually, it's funny. um, I'll quickly mention that when I was with my uh, ex-boyfriend at the time uh I would always tell him like when we would go out or something I would be like you know I wish I could just dress myself in like a big cape and just go out and completely cover myself because I just would rather that I don't want anyone to look at me I don't want anyone to say anything to me I just want to go out and just be like you know you know what I mean like I would just say that to him all yeah. the time just not be noticed yeah and just be covered and just yeah. you know concealed like that's just always how I felt honestly so that's conscious conscious modesty that's your haya in Arabic haya which is what is makes the Muslim woman who she is her haya yeah so Allah was was, preserving uh, you yes yes preserving concealing and yeah um yeah so that was very special to me that's another thing that I really brought me close to this religion um I just love that. Like, it's just my favorite thing probably about Islam. You know, it's just like, I, I love it because it goes so deep. Like we could talk about that for hours, honestly. Mm-hmm. But Maybe we can have um, another, a podcast just about that. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I think that would be great for other women yeah, to hear because who knows, there could be a lot of other women who feel the same way, but definitely. they don't know how to go about it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I started covering my hair before I even started embracing Islam and um, everywhere except at work. So mm-hmm. I told eventually that I to- eventually I told my coworker, the one who gave me a lot of information about Islam and was always very respectful to me and nice to me. Um, I told him that I wanted to say my Shahada and he said, are you sure? Like, you know, this is really what you want to do. Like, um, you're not just doing it because you're friends with me, <laughs> you know, like this is you <laughs> doing it on your own free will. And I said, yeah, I said, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, this has just been on my mind for, on my heart, on my mind for so long. And everything you've told me just completely resonates with me. And it's just exactly what I've been looking for. You know, this faith is exactly what I've been looking for. You know, it just feels like everything is coming into fruition for me, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so I said it, uh, with him, uh, as my witness, because I didn't really have anybody else. Uh, I said it with him as my witness on April 1st of this year, officially. And then after that, we started Ramadan and yeah, fasted the whole month mm-hmm. and um, just finished fasting the six days of Shawal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been so fun, you know, ever since I became Muslim, you know, they've been so generous with me you know, sharing food with me, sharing information, you know, it was nice to have people to open the fast with and, you know, teach me some of the prayers. And um, yeah, I would say the biggest struggle so far for me um, was learning the prayers. I think just now, even, I mean, it's only, it's like been a little bit over a month, which I would say is pretty good progress. Um, 
for me because I know other people have taken you know longer and you know um, to learn the prayers but I'm just now starting to get to the point where I can do them on my own completely and Mm -hmm. uh, you know so I'm very excited about that it makes me feel really good that I can just do them now with without having to like um, you know read or or listen or like follow along with something else you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh, so that's been fun uh, learning the prayers and everything like that um and yeah, so at, at work, I do, I do cover myself completely. Um, I have run into some issues with people, uh, but you know, that's life, you know, people will say things and especially to Muslim women, they just, for some reason, people have such a, I don't know, like weird problem with Muslim women covering themselves. They think it's, you know, they don't think that we are capable of doing things out of our own free will. They think that everything is forced upon us and we don't know any better as if we don't have a mind of our own, I guess. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you've experienced that, uh, definitely. Yeah, um, in different dynamics over the last, just over 10 years, yes. In various mm-hmm. ways, different things, yes. Yeah, and I listened to your podcast. I think it was your first one um, about uh, how Muslim women show up in the world or just Muslims in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like about how, you know, like especially women who choose to cover their face wear a niqab, um, you know, people think that you don't speak English or mm-hmm. you don't speak the native language of the country or mm-hmm. you can't. In other words, like they just naturally assume that for some reason, Muslim women are not intelligent people, that they don't speak the language like everybody else, that they're just like these people who sit in a closet all day long and nobody talks to them. They don't go outside or anything. So yeah. it's just silly. It's just ridiculous, you know, and <clears throat> uh, oppressed. you know, they believe that we are oppressed or that a lot of people still think that I wear it because I married my husband. A lot of people mm-hmm. still think I'm Muslim because of my marriage. But in yeah. fact, I was married like 2000 and so four years later Mm. I got married four years later after I'd reverted and I was wearing my niqab before I got married I put my niqab almost two years before I got married Mm. yeah that was no instruction of a man and they are so shocked by that yeah they are so shocked that a man didn't convert me from Christianity to Islam they're just so shocked um that's you know subhanallah the fact that sometimes we can actually be guided Allah can guide us and whom Allah guides, no person can misguide, you know, yes. and it's just, that's the way it is. Allah guides whom Allah guides. Yes. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And only we know that feeling of when we've been guided, subhanAllah, it's like Allah saved us from so much fitna. Allah saved us from so much harm. Um, we could have gone X, Y, and Z directions, but we didn't. And we can also look back and start seeing all the signs that Allah had put in our path. Like, oh my gosh, he was guiding me then, but I didn't come then. Oh my gosh, he was guiding me then, but still I had, I needed time. Allah gives so much time for us and he's the perfect planner, you know? Um, but they yeah. do believe we, 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 we are oppressed. Like I had a, a podcast quite recently and language used is very key. Um, and the person said, so you have to wear this when you go outside. And the other person in the podcast said, no, 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 she chooses to she chooses mm. to and that's such a key thing that we don't have to it's not it's not far it's not obligation from a, a human it's once we read the quran when you read the quran and you read the, the surah and the ayah in the quran so the chapters of the ayah the surah is the whole sorry the verses of the ayah and the chapter is the whole surah 
chapter. When you read a whole surah or an ayah, a verse that tells you and instructs you and, and teaches you something, it's very hard to go against that because that's the direct word of Allah. If you do that, yeah. your conscience feels so disobedient. You feel like you've literally disobeyed Allah and you can't be blind to it. And it's constantly niggling the back of your mind. I should be doing this. I should, I've read it. I should be doing that. And then you're conscious. Once you're conscious, it goes back to what the Sahaba said, which is we hear and we obey. And that's what a Muslim is. A Muslim yeah. hears and obeys. That's it. We don't question it. Yeah, that's it. That's very well said. Yeah, that's it. And uh, you're so right, like about the uh, like the feeling inside when you get when even if you just forget to do something, you know, you feel like you've disobeyed Allah. And the feeling, I it's something that I I I you know, I mean, I'm I'm like in a way, I'm glad that I do feel that way because there are some people who they they disobey him and everything he asks and they they don't feel any remorse they don't right. feel any regret you know That's and exactly yeah. so. yes yes and i feel like for reverts it's more intense because you know we were guided mm-hmm. to the religion you know and pe- not that people who were born into it are are like worse or anything like that of course not um but it's just like people who choose to decision. Uh, revert to it yeah like it's it's much more of a serious matter because we were not raised this way so we adopt this new way of life and you know it's like it's more of like an honor and even a lot of the muslims i meet like um like any any Muslims I meet uh, and I tell them because obviously they can tell that I am Muslim because of the way that I present myself and everything and the way that I greet them and everything. Um, like I've had Muslims like uh, cry when they yeah. meet me because they say, you know, I've just first of all, they say it's very exciting to see an American who has chosen this path because, you know, obviously a lot of Americans are the complete opposite. Um, and, you know, also, too, because you know, they were raised this way and a lot of them came to this country and they see how the culture is over here and they just see somebody who chose to embrace uh, Islam and they just like, it brings them to tears because yeah. it really is such an honor. And they, they, it makes them, I think, realize a little bit too, like that yeah. they should take it more seriously themselves. And, you know, cause of course, naturally as humans, we do take things for granted and uh, we can be ungrateful for the things that we have and the blessings that Allah has given us from birth. So, you know, I guess it's one of those things. It's like a very potent reminder for a Muslim who was born in a Muslim family to meet someone who's chosen to revert to the religion, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's definitely very interesting. And that's what I've been told by a lot of uh, fellow Muslims who were born uh, and raised in Muslim countries or families and everything like that. And yeah, so, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I said my Shahada on April 1st of last month, right before Ramadan. Um, I did not tell my family yet. Um, I think that they do have an idea, kind of like you said, where your mom kind of knew uh, <laughs> without you having to tell her. Yeah. Um, they've never seen me like cover myself or anything like that when I'm around them. I mean, I don't have to wear it like if I'm at home or anything. So like they don't see me like that anyway. But um they know that I was fasting for Ramadan because whenever I'd be around them and they would offer me something, I explained it to them. And I kind of wanted to give them somewhat of an idea because, you know, I don't want to hide anything from them. I'm very close with my family. And, um, you know, I pray every day that Allah makes it easy for me uh, when the time has come to tell them. And I hope that they react well. I mean, you know, my, you know, I, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, um, I hope 
the way it goes is all right you know but we'll see we'll see um but yeah so that's uh that's my revert story (laughs) um Mm -hmm. did you have any questions before i go into uh how i got into birth work or birth or anything no no i don't think so i think that that's um that's a very moving story Mm. i think that i can relate to it like i said in some ways there there are some correlations with a bit like my story um, but it's very, it's always very moving to hear a story like that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the, the one thing that I used to, I used to, what I could pick up, I can imagine when you were talking about how people were very touched when they found out you reverted. Mm. Sometimes they, they get very excited because they tell us, oh, we are like a newborn baby now. Our slate yeah. is clean. Yeah. New page that you start. And literally, I didn't understand that at the beginning, but now I do. Um, I do realize that. we can never be judged for our past so you know you may have people in your past that you talk to and they'll still look at you or talk to you with the tone and that you were in your old self and you will feel your new self later because you'll be like I just don't fit there anymore the way they're talking to me isn't me it's like they're talking to the it gets irritating after a while because you feel like that's not me I don't I'm not that person anymore and it takes time to become that that new person that Allah you know molds us into um, one thing I used to do with the surah and the when I was learning um, how to pray and how to learn the surah, and you know you read al-fatiha and then you read your surah. So I learned al-fatiha and I learned everything by I didn't have anyone to teach me. I actually guided myself. So I used to listen to I think it was like Mishari, one of the most easiest reciters, and I would write it down phonetically as I heard it because I couldn't speak Arabic, I couldn't read Arabic, and I certainly couldn't write it. So I was an English language teacher, an English yeah. language teacher. So I knew the phonetic alphabet of English. So I used to write everything in phonetics, basically. And that was really helpful. So, for example, with the Surah um, uh, Al-Ikhlas, you know, I would write it, Qul So I would write it like K-U-L, Qul, you know, Qul, K-U-L. Mm. And I would write it like that and learn it and listen to it and learn it and listen to it until I got to the point where I was like, reciting it naturally and I actually have three children now Mm. alhamdulillah who are muslim alhamdulillah and I'm teaching them the quran and I find that it's really interesting seeing how they pick it up from hearing me recite it again and again and again you know so the repetition is just key basically the more repetition the consistency and the little deeds that we do as muslims you know Allah doesn't look for massive deeds we are actually rewarded more for the little deeds we do the small consistent deeds and Allah loves consistency so baby steps and consistency are like the key things um, that I found. So not that I had any questions, it's more just something that came to mind I thought I'd just share with you because I very much felt, you know, you are my sister in Islam. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's a connection there already. That's the beauty of Islam. We can say, Salam alaikum, we can be connected like zoomp, you know, whereas mm-hmm. we can walk past strangers in the street and you can say hi, but you never feel that connection. But when you say, Assalamu alaikum to someone, you're like, Oh, immediately our hearts connect it's just beautiful it is it's so beautiful and what you said made me smile so much because that's exactly the same way that I learned how to recite um the prayers and everything I would write it out phonetically like you said I would do the exact same thing I would just listen to it and also too I would uh I would always look up like um 
like the transliteration, you know, from the yeah. Arabic to English, how they would yeah. write it out like that. that so much. And, uh, and that's how I would write it out too. And if I ever had problems or trouble or anything, I would just read it. Like I have pages and pages of, in my notebook yeah. of like, yeah yeah keep it's it so keep funny. it I showed my children the other day and they said to my dad Baba mommy has a Quran that she wrote <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so cute. I know, it's so cute this little red book that I've literally written all my notes in it's it's funny watching it and I, I saw how fervent and zealous I was I was like wow I was really going for it you know <laughs> yeah yeah me yeah, too me too like beautiful. same thing same thing it's really yeah but that's really helped a lot writing it out like that yeah yeah hey sis I'm just gonna say for some strange reason I know we're even being recorded in this podcast but I'm still just gonna be I'm very kind of transparent and I'm not scared about how anything sounds or what it looks like my zoom for some reason has told me I've only got like a few minutes left which is me too I have the same thing how weird right I've never had this before I've never had before so what I would thought we might do is because we've just done the revert story Mm. and it's been so nice maybe Mm. I should just call you back on a new meeting and then we can have your um your birth worker story if you've got time like another half an hour is that all right yeah yeah, yeah that's fine awesome okay so i'll send you a new zoom meeting in a minute inshallah okay. all right, all right. <laughs> salam alaikum wa alaikum salam